Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about, um, you. Uh, me? Really? Yeah, you. Aw, oh, man, that that's so adorable. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about, you know, all of the questions that I, I've asked myself, and every time I ask myself something, I, the first thing I think is, what would Peppin think? Really? That okay? That's kind of weird. Uh, yeah. WWPT? You don't think that? I, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, people should be asking that, but not you, Steve. Well, I'm got a bumper sticker on my car now that says WWPT. <laughs> but people think it has something to do with physical therapy. <laughs> but you know, I every week I come out and I, I I say you're my best friend. But do I do I really know you? Um, yeah, I think so, right? I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, and I wonder, like, how can I get to know this guy a little bit better? Like, is there 30 questions or something that I could ask him that would make me know him better? Well, I think something like that, maybe, but I think the biggest solution here is, uh, we need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, question mark, Nathan Pepin. How's it going, Pepin? Yo, yo, going well. And I'm here with my best friend, for certain, no question mark, Steven Meter. Oh, man. Your middle name is James. Did you know that? We got some love here. So much love. But, you know, I've been, I really have been thinking, how can I get to know Nathan Pepin a little bit better? And I don't think I'm the only one. I think everybody wants to know Nathan Pepin a little better. I think Nathan Pepin wants to know Nathan Pepin a little bit better. I think we're using the word Nathan Pepin. Actually, just two words. The words Nathan Pepin a little bit too much here. Hmm. Well, that may be true, but regardless, it's two of my favorite words paired together. A lot of people like uh, like cellar door, uh, hopeless romantic. For me, Nathan Pepin. That's it. I like it. I like it. I am the center of attention right now. This is horrifying. You are indeed. So I've done what I often do when I have questions about the intricacies and delicate nature of life, and I don't know where to turn. I type it into Google. Why is my poo brown? Well, that's a great question. I don't know the answer of, but I'm sure Google does. <laughs> or are you saying that's something that you've asked Google? It's one of the common, most common things people like type. Well, why is my poop green? Rather, it's like if you type in that into Google, the like auto predict thing will say like green, blue, purple, aquamarine. Because of something you ate is always the answer. <laughs> or lupus. It's never lupus. So I typed it into Google. Uh, I think it was questions to ask your best friend, and I've come across an article from HelloGiggles.com. 30 questions to ask your best friend. It has a picture of two ladies with their hair over their top lip as if they have mustaches. This was written on August 2nd, 2016, so only a couple of years ago, almost to the day 
Uh, today's the 18th, so I guess it's a little far off, but as far as a 365 calendar goes, pretty close. And it was written by Gina Weinstein, and I believe I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not sure. It's Yiddish, I think. That was pretty impressive, though. I mean, I would believe it. Well, fair enough. And it was posted at 5.30 a.m., so this is something that was really weighing on her mind as well, clearly, for her to post it that early. Now, I want to... I'll I'll just real quickly run through what she says in the the prologue here. Um, This was actually written on Friendship Day. Happy Friendship Day, everyone. Every year on the first Sunday in August, we celebrate bestiehood. Not that we don't celebrate it all year round. Here's the thing. Best friends are, well, the best. They check to see if you have dirt on your butt after sitting on the ground. They let you borrow that awesome dress. I know you've done that for me, Nate. They email you pictures of cute baby animals to make your day less boring or stressful. They're also really cool, amazing people who you should always strive to get to know even better than you already do. What are your thoughts, Nathan? Is this Does this hit home with you? Um, I guess, I mean, it, it sounds a little more female-oriented, but, uh, you know, I'm down. She says, I know a lot of us are in that weird stage of adulthood where we find ourselves having less and less time for friends. We have jobs, partners, cats. I mean, life is just hectic. However, that doesn't mean your relationship with your bestie has to fade. There are ways of deepening and strengthening that bond, that bond I hold so dearly, Nathan Pepin. And no, you don't have to go on a road trip to Ohio or chip in on a timeshare. Simply ask your best friend some questions about herself. So maybe this is female-oriented, but we're going to keep moving. Sure, you talk about everything, but do you know what her first crush or what type of bird she'd choose to be? Trust us. It matters. The following questions will spark some new, ridiculous, wonderful, deep, and deeply goofy conversations with your bestie. And then it's uh, 30 questions. Are you prepared, Nathan, to get to know me a little better and for me to get to know you a little better? Are you ready to be honest and bear your true self in 30 of the most personal, thought-provoking, giggle-inducing questions of the 21st century? I think the main flaw in this entire idea is that maybe I don't know who I am myself. And if I don't know who I am, how can you know me? Wow. Wow, Nate. We haven't even gotten to the questions yet, and I'm already impressed by you. (laughs) I think that's a really good point. But I think in answering the questions, in digging within yourself and finding the answers, maybe you'll learn just as much about yourself as I'll get the opportunity to learn. So this is like, I'm exploring your mind, you're exploring my mind, but we're exploring each other together. Exactly. It's consensual mental exploration. Yes. Let's rub our brains together and see what happens. <laughs> rub our brains together and see what comes up. Number one, who are your top three lady heroes? Um, n- number one, Leslie Nope. Oh, the fictional character from Parks and Recreation. Yep. Uh, I-, I like that she looks up to women. Oh, okay. okay. That's what you like most about her, is her affection for strong female roles. Uh, yep, yep. And, and okay. she's also funny and just, you know, just great. Uh, I, th- I think she's kind of cute with Ben, so I think it makes sense. Okay, all right. Now, what's, what's your thoughts on her being the female Michael from The Office? 
Uh, well, so that's what she was in the first season. And then later she began, she kind of became her own character and she was differentiated enough. I mean, I think she's far different than Michael character wise, but the first season, that's how she's played off. I, I will definitely say that. Okay, fair enough. So my my first would be Betty White. I mean, who doesn't love themselves some Betty White? Okay. She, she's crass, she's brash, she's full of ass and sass, and she's in your face. But she's also a lady at the same time. It's amazing how she can walk that line with such confidence. And, uh, I mean, she's she's a female role model for sure. And she's a, she's a role model for me too. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of good things about Betty White. I really don't know who she is very like, – I know who she is, but I don't really know her very well. Uh, I've seen some things which she's, she's in. But I, I don't know enough about her. But that is very intriguing. Who is your number two of your top three lady heroes? Uh, that would be April Ludgate. Uh, is this another character from Parks and Recreation? It kind of is, yeah. So to be honest, though, April Ludgate slash I forget. I, I just forget the actress that plays her. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey. That's right. Aubrey Plaza. How can I forget you? Uh, Aubrey Plaza. That's my answer because they're essentially the same person. Uh, I like how she's just courageous and will speak her mind without caring. Uh, there's a whole story. I might not get this right, but there's an interview, or, or rather an audition. An audition for, like, the dirty grandpa role and uh, for a role in Dirty Grandpa. And uh, she went in there just flashed him and got the role. I mean, that, that's great. I mean, I love her. <laughs> that is pretty good. And she she is really funny. And I think she kind of breathes new light into the, the millennial generation, the Tumblr uh, the people who are on Tumblr, I think that they're kind of her, you know, a, a lot of her fans come from there because it's a, it's a culture that doesn't get much, you know, play in the in the public eye. Um, so so uh, with Leslie Nope, is it actually Leslie Nope that you you like or is it Amy Poehler? It's it's Leslie Nope. <laughs> OK, so you don't like Les like Amy, just to be clear. I, Amy's fine. I, there's nothing wrong with her. Uh, I think her character is better than herself the actor that plays her okay all right so my second would be carrie fisher uh Uh, princess leia being her most popular role did she die she did indeed but she i mean she's such an inspiration to fight through mental disorder for so long and still drive herself and others around her to be the best that they can be she she suffered from bipolar disorder and it, I mean, she's just an inspiration in general. Um, you know, she she once again, she was that feminist line of being being smart and successful um, in how she defines, you know, being successful, not in how society does, while also being sexy at the same time. Which, for for what it's worth, I, I mean, I th- I think that's a big part of feminism and in uh you know nowadays and you know as a straight white man who knows better about feminism than me you're coming out with all the uh the names i don't know much about if your third answer is ann perkins i'm gonna be pissed nate uh sasha barricorn oh okay okay talk to me about that uh i think she's just wonderful (laughs) why is that Yeah, we're not gonna allude to the fact that that's a man name. Just, <laughs> just tell me why. I, I thought you were going to call me on that, but you didn't. So I, I'm caught off guard. I don't know how to play this. 
That's just to be clear. That's Bruno, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Borat oh, too. Okay. Borat. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you want to give me a real answer? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll give you the real answer now. So the real answer, and this is not going to be a very uh, popular answer, but uh, it's an answer I like though. Is I'm going to say Ayn Rand. Oh, okay. Talk to me about that. Uh, Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. So, so I think that she she gets a lot of uh, negative criticism, which I think is completely valid as well. But at the same time, she was doing things that, you know, wasn't very popular as far as, like, say, women doing. And she was kind of – she knew Russian. She came – she was Russian. She came to the U.S. She didn't know English. She learned English, and she wrote some of the like best-selling books in the world, like in a language she didn't even know how to speak, you know, initially. And she came up with this whole philosophy, gained a uh, huge recognition. She did a whole ton, and she was very, very smart and very, very uh, like the way she conducted herself was very interesting. Now she did start going crazy, and part of the reason was. Uh, like they're prescribing meth a lot for like everything, like yes, lo- you do. Lots, lots of crazy drugs, and she had some issues growing up, of course, because coming from uh, Russia over there, or Soviet Union as it would be called, and so she definitely grew into all these issues. And you know, people can talk about her philosophy and how it's uh, terrible or great or whatever, but I-, I think she's still like kind of inspiration in that kind of way because she didn't even really pay attention to the social kind of standing around her and she's kind of did what she did and she's also just very strong and uh fierce uh, on the same kind of level um madame curie i think she's also kind of on the same nathan th- don't steal my third answer was that your third answer it's my third answer uh madame curie well because she she didn't give a fuck that, that's that's the thing like she's kind of like get do to do i'm a scientist studying radiation this is what i do oh here's something i found like i'm sure there's more to her than that like i'm, I'm not like trying to, to like but she was like perpendicular to the uh, current social dynamic where she's not necessarily pushing against it. I mean, she she is, but it's just like she was such a great figure that she just kind of like blew it out of the water. Like, like she's just that good. She was. And I mean, she she died for her cause. I don't know that she knew necessarily that the radiation would kill her eventually, but Regardless, she, that was a sacrifice that was made in the name of science, um, you know, whether in, intentional or not. Madame Marie Curie was my was my third. Now I see a lot of the you know the positive the positivity and the the optimism of the Leslie Nope and the um, you know the sassiness and uh, and a lot of times deadpan of uh, of Aubrey Plaza and of course um, the the intelligence and the the love of russian women of ayn rand in you nathan pepin so i think that's a a great dichotomy yeah and also i'm going to be like very honest i'm being serious about like uh really liking those characters or those people rather i I think they like i'm sure there's better people to choose than those two people but there's something about leslie nope as a character where i'm not sure if people have really like seen the show it's a very popular show but the way she is just honest with herself and she has a particular mindset and certain goals and she's the the way she just conducts herself i think is kind of uh enigmatic it's just very very good like she's a well-written character she's strong independent and 
she has flaws. She knows what she's doing. I, I, I don't know. It, it, I don't think maybe it's appropriate to use a fictional character, but I think that's my idea. You know, I think I think it's honorable. Uh, let's get to to question two. This is going really well, Nate. I feel like I like I know you a little better. Oh, really? When you were little, what did you want to be? Let's say before middle school, before fifth grade. What did you want to be? I didn't really have a conception of like being anything. I mean, uh, I you think didn't have like school projects or something where they made you say what you wanted to be when you grew up. I think I made up answers. Like, okay, well, what'd you make up? Um, I think that's a, okay. First off, that is such a Nathan Peppin thing to do is to be like, I don't know. So you literally just make something up. You're like, this sounds right. Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, I'm not like a. I wasn't. I'm not gonna say I was a very smart like fourth grader or whatever I was, but. I've always had the kind of mindset, like, I, I don't know. Like, my, my mind will change by the time I'm that age. How, how am I going to know that this age? Like, I'm not in that, like, <laughs> impermanence of thinking I'm always going to be the same person. The most pragmatic fourth grader in history. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, I think I probably said a scientist because that seemed kind of cool or uh, – yeah, a scientist. I think I think it's what I would choose, and I think I found that to be not necessarily what I wanted to do, but something I would enjoy doing because I, I I like the science stuff in classes. That's fair. I think your your pragmatism in realizing that your what you really want to be now would be an unrealistic expectation, and there's that you're you as a person, as an individual, were going to change is somewhat mirrored in my answer because mine was the opposite end of the pragmatism where I chose something that was super realistic, like overly realistic to the point where nobody else would ever say it. In third grade, I still have a project that I did where I said what I wanted to be when I grew up was a middle-level business manager. Really? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh my God, dream achieved. <laughs> Yeah, and that's where I'm at now, so it's perfect. <laughs> Who knew at 27 I'd be living my third grade dream? And one of my like one of the things I said in it was, and my employees will not take many days off, but that's okay because neither will I. Damn. In third grade, how realistic do I and like how boring of a little kid do I have to be to make that my answer? Like, did I go to school every day in a fucking suit and tie? I don't think that's boring. Rather, I think that is... What the fuck was up with you? I mean, that's strange. <laughs> My lunchbox was a briefcase. <laughs> I, I could see that. I had a three-ring binder for my three-ring binders. You had a three-ring binder for your three-ring binders. That's poetic. Yes, they were all in one giant three-ring binder. I like this. I like this. Well, the, the second two things were fake, but everything else is 100% true. You know, you know, like I'm a little bit su surprised. Uh th th though maybe not too surprised cuz I think your dad is like a mid-level manager. Not anymore. He's um he's I, I mean, at the time he's though. like the production manager for the entire like the entire area like he's not the president but he's pretty much just below it but but at the time he was like a 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so so maybe that's part of what you saw. Oh, absolutely. I think I mentioned my dad in it that pretty mm-hmm. much I just wanted to do whatever he was doing. It was just fascinating to me that it wasn't like like baseball star or like something like that. It was a business manager at in third grade. Who says that? Yeah. yeah. Question three. Who do you think should run for president in the next election? It technically says in two years, which I think it's, what, three years? Three years and a couple months or whatever? Um. Yeah, we had, we had our whole, like, election talk, like, uh, uh, a few episodes back. But uh, I think I've changed my mind, and I definitely think uh, Dwayne Johnson should run for president. I, I would vote for him. Oh, The Rock. I'm, not because like I think he'd be a great le- I think he's a great leader but not because I think he would be a great president but it would just be funny as fuck okay like he, he would uh, like rock bottom other nations wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> you think he would rock bottom <laughs> other nations He'd, he would be the second sitting president to ever meet with Kim Jong-un and the first to lay the smackdown. <laughs> Can you smell what the rock is exporting? <laughs> it's American steel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and he's considered it, too. Um, there's been some interviews where he uh, gets asked a question, and he's like, you know, it would take a lot of schooling and stuff, but it might be something I'm willing to do and consider in the future. But he's extremely charismatic, and people would like him. Uh I'm not sure how he, how good he would be with negotiation and understanding foreign policy, but you could say the same of like you know most any person. It's just if they have the ability to export those questions to the proper people. Does that mean that the bald eagle will no longer be the symbol of America, but rather the Brahma bull? Oh damn, that's good. <laughs> Nate's running around getting the signs ready. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, my answer would be John Stewart, uh, former host of The Daily Show for like 16 years. He did mm. that. And, uh, you know, that that was, of course, you know, satire and, and comedy. But I think in reality, he is so clued in to what's really going on in the political landscape and how to fix a lot of things. And I mean, he'll say himself, I've heard interviews where he says, you know, I don't claim to have all the answers, but I just know what's right and wrong and i think that's really what we need um and i think that he would be much more uh on the 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 liberal end than you know uh, a lot of other candidates Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and of course he fits the qualifications of being american born and over 35 and a white man i definitely think a lot of people would go for him because uh he's pretty popular and he he kind of fits the uh center kind of left kind of um demographic Mm. i think you have to have a lot of ties though in that world um so i'm not sure i I mean i'm sure he has he has some at this point but i don't know if he has enough that he could garner the support but i i think what you said is true that trump kind of changed everything and now anybody can be president yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if I mean Dwayne Johnson wouldn't survive as president, but I don't. I don't think uh, John Stewart could survive. He's very good at making <laughs> fun of things. Wait, wait, wait. Why? Why wouldn't he survive as president? Is Stone Cold coming back? 
<laughs> what is the best book you've read so far this year? I don't read. You don't read. You haven't read any books. Can we open this up to what? Wait, wait, wait. What about reading an audiobook? I guess. Uh, Game of Thrones, uh, book one. Oh, you read that this year? Uh, yeah, you got, I guess, uh, close enough. <laughs> okay. All right, fair enough. I read, uh, I was, I guess technically it was a reread, Waiting for the Barbarians. You remember that one? N- n- no. What's that about? Uh, it was in uh, honors class. We originally read it. It was uh, John Coetzee. John Coetzee wrote it. It was, uh, remember, it was like a magistrate and he has to, he like goes around and then he, there's barbarians and the empire wants to lock everything down. So they come into his town and like take things over and then he's hiding this female barbarian and then he has to bring her back and I think he dies or whatever. It was, it was like really good and compelling and it was an interesting, it was interesting to see the, the dynamics between you know the the true power that the empire had over everything and the magistrate who had this little bit of power and and abused it and then found what the abuse was really like when the empire took over and then tried to give back but all the while was still being this dominant disgusting force at the same time i i think it just you know he thought he was doing what's right and he was still being abusive and it kind of shows a lot of the mentality that that toxic masculinity and and humankind in general but especially from the 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 patriarchy tend to have that we don't even necessarily realize is going on Mm, okay so so i I don't think i was in the uh the class oh fair it might have been like a second or third year or something yeah because i'm not i'm not recalling that at all i mean i i I didn't read the books in the honors class in any way but uh i usually sparks notes them and i don't remember anything about that but okay. uh, well, how about your the best book you've ever read? Uh, Slaughterhouse Five. Really? Yeah. And that was one with like uh, time travel and aliens and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was well done. Also, nineteen eighty four was pretty good. Yeah, that might have been my answer. What What did you like about? Uh, pick one of those. What did you like about it the most, and what, what did you kind of glean from it? I'm gonna go with both. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna. So, so with Slaughterhouse Five, there is like a tone to it where it's the the, the tone is tone that's hard to get because i know people struggle with that book a lot but i just kind of instinctively got what the book was telling me and it was intriguing i i think it's got like a comedic dark kind of like this is real kind of tone but also like things are crazy and nothing none of this is real okay at the same time yeah yeah so it's like it keeps you guessing whether is this real is this not but you know for the main character it is real regardless of what the truth is yeah i think uh, yeah we'll we'll say that (laughs) is it like the uh the twisted alice in wonderland for uh ptsd patients i would say it's it's like a rollercoaster ride it's like you ever have like a dream, like a crazy dream where you don't quite know, like like the dream makes no sense. Like things are just happening. Like what the fuck is this? Ah, but you kind of understand what's happening in the dream. Like, like, like you understand where the plot's going and the, the kind yeah. of the tone is taken. Yeah. It, it, it's like that where like the plot has all these weird aspects to it and may not quite make sense, but you kind of understand it from like the dream perspective, like from the observer perspective. 
Okay. All right. No, I, I really like that answer. Uh, 1984. I like it's, – it's also the same kind of thing where it's – like a lot of books, they don't really like, resonate with me very much. Like I don't really connect with them or understand them that well. Uh, it's like a frame of mind I'm not used to taking. Whereas 1984, I, this, I kind of understood it. I mean there's many things I don't understand about, about the book. So that – you know, let's be clear with that. But it, it's like where the book was – what the book was doing and where it was going and the things that was happening. Like I never really studied any of that. But it all kind of made sense to me. And maybe it's because it's been copied in media and such and such, but it, it's like, uh, it, it, you know, the book just kind of made sense, uh, especially the whole, like, was it uh, War is Peace, Truth is, uh, Truth or what, I don't know, all these different mm. little things. It's been too long. Yeah, I, I think it's, um, I, I remember 1984 was really good, and so was Brave New World, um, in that it, I, I think Brave New World touched home with me in a lot of different ways, too, but I, they're both, you know, dystopian future um you know machines control things type of uh and fighting against that type of novels and um you know i i think i like both of those novels quite a bit yeah oh i'm gonna add two more here uh or brave new world i definitely agree with that uh what the novel was trying to do i don't think a lot of people really understood in our classes because we read that in high school and some of the stuff in there, like people found it to be horrifying. Like, like this is a dystopian universe. But I felt like it's more like, a, like an imagination. Like this is just the society we're in. Like stop trying to judge it. Is this kind of we're we're just in the society and this is how it works. Uh, and certain weird things like the kids having sex and stuff. Like that's definitely very strange. Uh, uh, but, I don't think they had sex. I think they were encouraged to explore uh anatomy and sexuality i don't i don't know that it explicitly said they were having sex but i do remember them talking about like seeing each other naked and being able to touch each other i, th- I thought there's a whole thing about the kids having a giant orgy or maybe, maybe I, I, mean, I don't that wasn't the kids i think that was just the people it was that was part of like the you're inc- heavily encouraged to not ha- be with one partner and the orgy was kind of a way to you know express your sexualism without needing to actually have any physical or emotional ties with anybody. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think that was the kids. I I could be wrong. It's been, God, I don't know how I can say 10, 15 years, but... um, It's also possible, I mean, teenagers as well, because I'm not... Because now now I'm trying to, like, recall, and yeah, we're in the same position. Yeah, I I think a lot of what both of those had was, you know, control, control over... You know your social life, your control over like your individualism, and uh, I think that's what a lot of people had outrage against because our society is based so heavily on our individualism, and that's kind of what these novels were taking away from people in creating what we might see as robots, creating you know one generic thing that we don't necessarily have control over ourselves. I think that's what a lot of people were scared of, and but I think it's really fascinating that you didn't necessarily take it that way instead you try to look at it from a completely objective point of view of well they just have a different society like i'm sure they would think that what our society is fucked up but the uh, the guy coming in and uh not knowing what the society was like and being like horrified and in the end uh spoilers um but another, another book that was kind of the same way was uh catcher in the rye uh mm-hmm. that book i felt pretty strongly about because 
I, I think it's because uh, some of the stuff that Holden kind of was dealing with in that book, I was going through myself at the time. Uh, you know, not not quite like uh, the same the same subject matter necessarily, but it, it's it. I really didn't like the way that book was taught because I'm I'm not like the greatest with like interpreting books back then. Like I'm lot much better now. I'm very good at interpreting like what people are trying to do. But back then, I wasn't that great. I always misinterpreted books, especially. But this mm. book, like, I was being told one thing about the book, and I'm like, no, that's that's not right. That doesn't sound right to me. Like, that's not what I got when I read it. And I, I still feel like I was right, and the teachers were wrong about this one. And you're probably right. I I mean, art's there for interpre- interpretation. I, I think the phrase is art in a vacuum has it's nothing. Like, that's what it's there for, and you interpret it one way, and I think, there's no way anybody can really tell you you're wrong if you're I, I, on it being honest. I think you can be told you're wrong, but th- this is this is how I see it. Because C- I think you have to look through the lens of the person. So, so like most people are seeing Holden through the lens of like watching that person in real life, right? So people don't really identify with the character. They're trying to understand the character. And if you see someone kind of acting in those ways that he did in the book, like how do you form a kind of a perception of that of him and most people kind of see you know the, the takeaway from our teacher was you know he's just someone who's stuck in the past and needs to grow up this is what he needs to do and that's kind of like the outward perspective whereas someone who's more able to identify with him kind of sees the struggle and they kind of uh talk about that instead so i, I think that's kind of the thing there it's, just, it's not exactly right or wrong answer but rather the perception of the, the character and the nuance inside yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's there can be some sort of a, a, an objective answer of artist original intent, but I don't think that that discludes the fact that this is how it, what it means to me being valid. Mm. Especially if it's thought provoking, like your answer was, and for a teacher to be like, no, like I personally had never have never come across that, and I was amazed when you told me that, and I I don't understand how how a teacher can be like no that's not right like oh, well yeah it kind of it, it is like that's what it means to you and honestly it might have even been artist intent and I, actually the one thing that the teacher did bring up about that was uh so the main character's name is holden and uh, it's kind of like play on words for like hold on and uh you know i think that's what we all need to do like until we get to this next episode hold on we're gonna answer more questions and uh It'll be great, right? You know, I feel a heck of a lot closer to you, Nate, and I think that I understand myself a little better. But more importantly to me is I understand you a hell of a lot better. And I can't wait to get through more of these questions. We're only on question four. Uh, We're going to shoot for, for, you know, 15, but we'll see where we land. Um, Maybe two or three episodes here. Uh, If you have not gotten enough of learning about Pepin and Meter, check us out on our website, wnttpodcast.com on our Facebook at We Need to Talk Show or on Twitter WNTT1 uh, where you know we've plugged our Patreon for a long time I'm not going to even don't don't donate to our Patreon this week if you can do one thing for us just tell somebody you know about podcasts and tell mention our show and get them listening to podcasts get them listening to, to We Need to Talk and then you're going to have another thing to talk to your friends about. And you'll get to know them, just like Nate and I are getting to know each other right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
So until next time, Nate. Because next time. Because wait, no. Well, ne- next time we're gonna be answering questions, or no, asking questions, or uh, actually, what's that say right there? Death, pepping question, nationalism, selfishness. We didn't do selfishness yet, but man, next- we got a lot of things that we need to talk about. Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. Do you usually subscribe to entire podcasts, or do you look for specific topics? Well, I try using the search function on my podcast player on my phone. It doesn't work too well. I try using Google. Google, it's not really set up for it, so I honestly have trouble. Why don't you just use Listen Notes? Listen Notes? What's that? It's a search engine for podcasts that doesn't just search for the terms you're looking for in the title of the episode or the title of the podcast, but from inside the episode itself. Meaning if you're looking for a specific topic, you can find specific podcast episodes that are about that topic. You know, that sounds a lot easier than spending the hours and hours I have just trying to find exact right keywords to actually get it to bring up the episode. I mean, usually I just get like a million uh, how to start your own podcast articles. It's really annoying. So that sounds a lot better. Exactly. When you're looking for something to listen to, just go to listennotes.com, type in a topic you're interested in, and you'll get instant gratification, useful results. That's listennotes.com. Check it out now.